my max did in the cat shoot the cord or whatever. Oh damn! Yeah, it sounds fun cord. though. I didn't even know you could do zoom on the phone, but I I got this mic, bro. Look at this thing. So I, oh, I gotta like you're gonna, you're gonna sound all professional. I'm gonna sound like gravel road. Nah, probably sounds the same because I don't have like all the right settings and shit. Like, don't you gotta get like a like a fuzzy thing on top of the mic? Make it sound better. I, I don't know, man. I don't know how those work. I don't know. Those the fucking <laughs> things that dudes have on those are like massive. It looks like a fucking bowling ball. Well, what's going on, dude? Um, not much, man. Just setting up the new shop. It's been a while since I've seen you. Mm-hmm. I haven't been down in Chaska recently, but yeah, setting up the new shop. Um, trying to cram some stuff in before Saturday. Dropped off some prints. Shout it out. What is it? Saturday, what time? We're at? Uh, Saturday at noon. Um, well, I guess I should. Do you want me to introduce myself? I don't care. Do whatever you want, dude. I don't know. All right, well, I'm Sam. I co-own Smileback Vintage with Cole. Um, our address is 2431 Lindell Ave South in Minneapolis. Located in Uptown. Um, but yeah, grand opening. So we moved locations from St. Paul to Minneapolis. Um, yeah, but we open at noon, from noon to 7 on Saturday. And then it'll be, I think, noon to 5 on Sunday. Still got to talk to Cole about what we're going to do on Sunday. I saw pics of this place. Is it two-story? So it's a split level. So outside, we're next door to a barber shop, and he has the garden level, uh-huh. which is a half level down. And then we have the upper level, which is a half level up. Huh. You have to send me pics. But it, it looks sick, dude. Yeah. So basically, when you walk inside, there's just like a half half a like flight of stairs that go up and then it's like our main floor how nervous are you What's nervous that? are you nervous at all for the i'm not nervous we have most of the stuff done we're just finishing up tagging you know because we got our custom tags so yeah. we had to re-tag everything and i think we have 110 feet of racks now is there anything else you need before like that you're like I was second searching for like any like wall decorations pieces you got to find in your fucking inventory. So Cole just bought a bunch of Escher posters, uh-huh. like original Escher posters that will be up. We have a Monet poster, uh, Van Gogh. It's a lot of like art type stuff. Uh-huh. He's got this ten foot Pulp Fiction poster. Where do you get that? Um, he got it from the same guy. He the same guy just gave him the Pulp Fiction poster that he bought Damn. the Eschers from. So, damn! How did people find all these posters? They just like find it off Facebook or something, or just dude, you can find them at bins. You got. Oh, I've never found a poster, dude. I'll find like fucking silk scarves or some shit, like a woman would wear. <laughs> like, dude, them shits are like. That's it. That's like the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm dude. trying to think of the what's the biggest thing you found in a bin. Biggest? I can't really remember the biggest thing I found, dude. <clears throat> like, I found, like, posters, but not, like, full-on fucking wall decorations, you know? And I've seen I people a- finding, like, a big-ass, like, something that'll cover a wall. Like, an actual, like, structured, yeah, you know, 
painting that's what his 10 foot poster is yeah it's it's not a poster is it like a it's in something you know what i'm saying i don't know if it's i don't think it's framed damn bro i think it came out of like a movie theater thing yeah when you walk in there's like a huge poster yeah like like advertising before yeah yeah but what's the biggest thing you found like biggest or most expensive biggest like in size <laughs> like in size like you find like a um, 330 pound linebacker in one of them suckers <laughs> no i think i found it's something that my wife and i cutting out a little bit what like uh though all right now pick it up right here i did not hear um so i found like this four foot long basket glass basket type thing it's for wedding cards that my wife and i are going to use for our wedding reception so we got married in july or whatever but we couldn't have our reception because of covid and shit but that's probably the biggest thing it feels like my cards most expensive yeah man the heaviest just the most expensive no not like what you paid like uh what you like sold you know oh like, you what find I like sold. a t for like like a grand or something yeah i found not even a t like if you found like a fucking pair of glasses or something like a like a, or like a rolex i haven't found any designer stuff um what i have found i don't know the craziest tea i probably found was um a lot of people don't know the band mother love bone mm-hmm. wasn't that but with that uh, was... eddie better and uh wasn't eddie better yeah. or am i thinking of something else i'm not sure but they were like an early 90s grunge band yeah. that just signed like their first record label and they were gonna go on tour and create their first album or whatever yeah for the first time they were like a growing band they're gonna be huge like they were gonna be bigger than pearl jam type thing and then the lead singer died let me look this up just to make sure if i'm just calling this out wrong andrew wood was that the one that died uh whichever one was the lead singer i don't i don't really know all the members of the band but ah i was thinking of uh uh temple the dog that's what i was thinking of I was with okay. Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, how much did you sell that for? Did you even sell it, or are you still keeping it? No, I put it up on eBay um, for, like, 800 bucks, and then somebody offered, like, right around five for it, so that's what I took. Damn. Yeah, dude. What about the heaviest thing you found? <laughs> you buy a fucking uh, bowling ball set in there? Because, dude, order them fucking Pendleton blankets. Those things are expensive when you weigh them. Those yeah, I, like I mean, I found Pendleton blankets, man. but... um, It's got to be some sort of home decor thing that we bought. I don't know, probably a piece of furniture or something. Oh, yeah. But you don't uh, pay the... But that's not, that's yeah, not by that's the weight. price. That's not by weight. Yeah, yeah I dude. Know. I just hit a lick the other day. Yeah, I saw your post. There. I forget. I forget what was all in it. But I'm trying to think of the some of the best things I got. I'm looking at it right here. 
Uh, I got thrown a few 90s Nike. They had like the cut necks, you know, where people just yeah. snip the fucking neck. Uh, so there's a like an off-white, like small mini swoosh crew. And then there's a hoodie with like the swoosh in the middle. So the spell out with the swoosh. Right on. Uh, we got some patty puffers. We got the retro X. That was my first ever retro. Oh, X. yeah, that's right. You got a retro X. Hell yeah. yeah. And then uh, we got a cinchilla snap. We got fucking some hill figure parka. It's it's like the expedition one or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we got a shit ton of denim. Uh, guess striped made in USA. That was my first right year. Dude, that was that was a weird one, dude. It's tag size small, but it fits me. The guess? Yeah, it's a dude, long guess. sleeve too, but it's a size small, but it fits their me. And I wear like XL. Yeah, their t-shirts fit ginormous. We have an XL in the shop, and like I put it on, and it like goes to my knees. It's, it's not like a sleeper club, or anything. Dude. It's like it's huge, and you know I wear like XL yeah. vintage tees. It's I'm just enormous. Dude, how, how, how does a small fit like an extra large? I have no idea. Who's so that Undertaker tee I found, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. That all over print Undertaker. Yep. That was tagged as small. And I think the pit to pit on it was like 16 inches. It's 22 now. You stretch the fuck out of that thing. Yeah. There's like no like uh, distortion on the graphic, is there? Nope. No crack in the yeah, Damn, bro. it looks perfectly normal. It's just, I just stretched it. And what I did was I got it wet <clears throat> and um, basically just, we have a rocking chair downstairs and I just put it over the top of the rocking chair. And the rocking chair, I think, is like 24 inches wide. Yeah. And I just like stretched it and left it there for like a week. So yeah, tip to anybody at home, bro. Find a fucking chair, get that <laughs> t shirt wet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. stuff that fucker. How long did you let it sit? You say a week? A week, yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Week. My luck would be I'd, I'd have that sucker stretch for a week and I'd wash it and it'd go right back to normal, bro. You know? But I've never stretched a tee like that. I just kind of fucking stand on it. But that's probably not the smartest thing to do. <laughs> you know? I just well, fucking I mean, stand on both sides and just pull it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways to stretch. Um wet stretching i think you get the best results um like i've worn t-shirts in the shower damn bro i'm taking it far <laughs> what, but, what other yeah, ways and i mean because i don't i don't know that many ways um well there's the rollout way so where you stand on one end of the t-shirt and then you roll it all the way to the bottom and then you pull unroll a little bit pull unroll a little bit pull unroll a little bit pull and then eventually you'll get to the full t-shirt yeah. like unrolled or whatever um yeah wearing it in the shower always works um so when you wear it in then, the shower what else do you do do you just wear it or do you like stretch it while you're like wearing it in there yeah stretch it while i'm wearing it in the shower um it's crazy how much like thread can stretch without like tearing a t-shirt it like blows my mind. There's there's a guy on Instagram. I forget what his handle is, but he that's all he does is like shows people how to stretch t-shirts. Well, does he do like a <clears throat> does he do like a consignment thing? Where he like people will pay him 
to stretch their shirts. They'll send them in. He'll stretch yeah, them. Yeah, he back. does. He yeah, he does that where people will pay him to stretch t-shirts or whatever, and then he ships them back. Dude, that's um, a solid business model right there. If you're just doing something know, stretching shirts. Yeah, I know he sells his videos too. His like tutorials on how to stretch a t-shirt. Six this dude knows what he's doing. Right. I wanted to talk to you about uh fucking like money. I feel like you're money. pretty you're pretty smart with your uh, financials. So, yeah. uh, do you have any uh, any like uh, like a plan on what you're gonna do with with your a store? Plan on what I'm gonna do? Like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to happen? Best case scenario. Um. Well, so Cole and I started our store or whatever. It's been 12 months now. Um done really well i mean we've been closed for four three during the like required close by the state or whatever and i mean in the spring and then a month now for the move and i mean did close to six figures this year damn so and and, uh with that shop do you do you like focus on a lot of buying or you mostly just on selling uh, we do we do a lot of trade. Uh, I mean, we'll only we'll we'll buy stuff, but I mean, we'll give people more value with trade than if we were to pay cash for something. But yeah, I mean, we've had some crazy walk-ins. Um, most recently, we had somebody walk in with uh, Wu Tang Liquid Swords mm-hmm. on a white tee. Yeah, yeah, and um. Did you trade for that one, or did you buy? It no, he he wanted cash for it. He took two twenty for it, and yeah, we sold it for eight hundred. Well, we sold it for five, and then a Britney Spears rap tee is what we got from it too. Uh, so, uh, who was this dude? Was it like a thrifter? Or is it just some? Old, yeah, it's a dude. Old he man. actually goes to Chaska. Damn, that dude. Do you think he pulled it there? Yeah, he pulled it there. Well, Cole and oh, I were there. Bro. We had no idea. That's some shit Cole would have pulled, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on the sideline yeah, with dude. my fucking 2000, <laughs> 2002 Metallica reprint or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Cole, Cole pulls a lot of shit, dude. I, he gets lucky. He's be, He'll be like, because I'll be up in BP or whatever, and he'll text me. He's like, dude, I've got like a cart full of stuff. And I don't know how. I'm like, I just got like the lucky bin or whatever. Yeah, dude. When I was you like, got, dude, what, you always what do you get, get the lucky twenty-eight thing. Lion King tees or sweatshirts. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty-eight Lion King crewnecks. Dead Just stock. Insane. In one bin. Yeah. Like you don't fucking like, hear about that. But or Nelly, <laughs> Nelly, dude, he hit that fucking Banty bin. That was nice. Remember yeah, that when he pulled he all had those that Metallica Red Hot uh, Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of shit out of that bin. Um, he got a Puffs head. Yeah, um yeah you got a lot of stuff i mean it's still i just think it's still he still has it posted on his instagram yeah he did so. oh wait yeah so uh what about like uh are you investing in anything um so i just um i'm about to join this group and it's on foreign exchange it's on forex trading mm-hmm. um so instead of investing in stocks um you're basically gambling on the foreign exchange market on currencies. So you can um, either call a currency or 
um, I forget what it's Put. called or still. I think it's called still. Okay. Um, and basically, when the value of the currency is changing or whatever, yep. it's a three to five minute. It's a three to five minute investment, so you get your return in three to five minutes. So if it's was this right say, after the market opens. Yeah, so the market is, yeah. is open at four o'clock on Sunday until four o'clock on Thursday. <clears throat> Twenty-four hours around the clock. Yeah. And basically what you do is you call or still <clears throat> the value of a currency. So you put in ten dollars and let's say ten dollars and you call. So you think it's gonna go above a certain amount in that three to five minutes. Yep. And then if you win, you get a return of $19. If you lose, then you lose the $10 you put in. Are you thinking uh, about there's a, a guy uh, keep going. in Minnesota. I forget his name, but he basically like owns the company or the group or whatever that I was going to join. And basically they give you an app and it shoots you all of these recommended. So people yeah. are calling out these bids it's like a all watch day list. long. Yeah. Yeah. All day long. Um, and there's a guy in Minnesota, I forget his name, um, but he turned $500 into $7 million in three months Damn. by doing this foreign exchange um, investing. But yeah, it's kind of different than like stocks. So you can like actually like invest in something that's going to go down instead of just up versus like stocks where you put money in and then you hope it goes up well you can you can trade uh options with stocks that's calls and puts yeah so so that's like what you're talking about uh you just buy contracts and stuff yeah i used to trade those for a bit dude that shit was fucking wild man the market opens yeah i just um oh yeah i just opened a roth roth ira account and i maxed that out for this year are you thinking about any uh, real estate like in real estate um so my wife and I, we currently rent the house that we're in right now, mm-hmm. but we are going to be buying our first home by the time this lease is up, which ends in April. Yep. But so do you want to buy any real estate house. to like, like flip a house or buy a apartment to rent out? Any, anything yeah, like I mean, that that'd be not? something I'd, something I'd, we'd definitely be interested, but it's hard, you know, with, you know, running a business and then trying to, sure. you know, own properties on top of it, but. So do you just keep dumping money into the business? Like uh, like every, all the profits you get for the most part, I know you pay yourself, like pay bills and shit, but are you just like dumping money right back into Smileback? Um, we use our cash for buyouts. Uh-huh. Um, so we don't put it in the bank. Um, we use it as a business expense or whatever, so it doesn't yeah. get taxed. Yep. So let's say we do a buyout for a thousand dollars. We spend a thousand dollars, right? That would be a thousand dollars cash. We put it in the bank, and the way our business is set up, since we're an LLC and we're taxed as an S corp, you basically just file income tax after you pay yourself, mm-hmm. um, because paying yourself is technically a business expense. Yep. Um, so at the end of the year, or whatever, we'll have basically nothing to pay taxes on for the business because the business basically didn't make any money because the business paid Cole and I yep. everything. Um, so basically what we do is we file income tax, which is a lot cheaper than if you were to tax as a sole proprietorship as business tax. Mm-hmm. 
so you save like eight percent of taxes or whatever so instead of paying 20 percent tax we pay 12 and so cash so if we were to put cash in the bank or whatever they'd tax us 20 percent. so we'd get 800 dollars out of that so instead what we do is we use um cash as buyout money so we'll turn a thousand dollars into two grand yep and then um even if they were to tax on top of that, we turned a thousand dollars into um, whatever twelve percent. It'd be like eighteen eighty or whatever. Do you guys have any employees like on a payroll? We don't. Nope. Do you want any? Like, are you looking for doing that soon? Um, in the future. So we've only been open Friday through Sunday, twelve yep. to five. Um, now with the new store, we're going to be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How come not during the week? So you could source. Yeah, we're sourcing inventory and yeah, we've been rotating days, but now with a bigger store, I don't, we, it's something we still got to talk a little bit more about, but I think for now it's just going to be just Cole and I. Well, think about this. If you, uh, if you got an employee just to chill at the store and run that shit, you guys could be sourcing the whole time. So you could have yeah. that shit open all week. Yeah. And that's, that's a, and you about. can write that off on your taxes for having an employee. Employee. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Think about that yeah we're with something we're definitely interested in um so what we also do is we supply a depop seller mm-hmm. here in the twin cities it's minnesota scooter gang um and basically what we do is we just drop off ikea bags like we'll drop off a couple hundred items yeah. every week on a thursday and um all we do is drop them off she lists them, posts them, whatever, sells them, ships them, and we get 40%. Oh, it's like a consignment deal. Yeah, so basically, yeah, but it's like all online. Um, and basically why we started this was because uh, we knew she wasn't going to have any buying power initially. Yeah. So instead of buying like 300 items or whatever for 1500 bucks, um she she wouldn't have been able to do that on a regular basis. So we threw Consignment's this option fucking there where nice, we just like dude. take a percentage or whatever. So yeah, I threw a spreadsheet up together and um, put our like the listing prices or whatever the prices that everything sold at, and then it like takes out all of the fees, whatever, and then shows the forty percent or basically what she owes us. And then basically she just writes us a check every Thursday when we go to drop stuff off. Yeah, dude, consignment's really nice because it's like no money out for her. So she's yeah, going to try exactly. to get the most fucking, she's trying to sell it for the most she can. So she gets a bigger cut. So it's not yeah, like, and initially, she's just initially hurry up her, and let him fly out. She wasn't so stoked about the percentages, but it's the volume over, you know, the, it's the volume of stuff that she'd sell. So she'll be selling like a couple hundred items a week versus selling for four and she gets 60 percent of that 200 items or whatever she sells instead of selling 40 and then getting like 80 percent. oh so she gets 60 percent, you get 40 yeah why would she be not happy about that dude it's usually like 50 50 on consignments or something yeah i don't so know she's I, getting a it's good been deal. going really well this last black friday week or whatever i think um in three days she sold like 150 items yeah uh, g-pop and yeah it's been it's been crazy we drop off mids and stuff that we have a hard time selling in the store but we know it's worth money so we just drop it off there 
Well, dude, women can model shit and get four times the price. Yeah, and she's super it's crazy. And yeah, she, their their Depop looks really good. So yeah, well, that's another thing. We the best thing in. for that uh, with her was like, where was I going with this? Oh, she doesn't have to source. She just literally gets the shit. She didn't get to spend the time yeah, going out exactly. there and digging. Yeah, we just. Yeah, that's it the off. biggest thing, dude. Yeah. What I want to do is, uh, I want to pay someone to photograph and measure everything. Uh, yeah. to ship, <clears throat> to ship everything, to fucking cross list everything. Cause like that's yeah. like time you could spend sourcing, and in yeah, the end exactly. you'll make more money. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's even when you're paying somebody, because it's the volume over yeah. the percentage. Because there's only so much you can do, you know. Yeah. You can't really exactly. pay someone to source. I mean, you could get consignment like you're doing, or you could buy wholesale buyouts or something. Yeah. But you can't if you pay someone to source for you. Actually, it just ain't gonna work because they're gonna say, "Well, why not? Why don't I just fucking sell this?" You know. Yeah. Well, and so I went to college and graduated with a biology degree um, last spring or whatever. And um, when I kind of told my parents that I was going to do this, I'm 23 years old, told my parents that I'm going to do sell used old clothes for a living. (laughs) You know, they weren't so stoked on it because I was pre-nursing, pre-nurse practitioner. I was on a track to be a nurse practitioner Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, um, I don't know. They were kind of concerned about it. And, um, but I mean, for people that go to school and don't really know what they want to do, man, they should do entrepreneurship. If you you go to school, do entrepreneurship because literally everything has a business. You can look around the room that you're sitting in and everything that you see, there's a business around. And there's so Whether many pros furniture, to doors, walls, paint, books, you know, exercise equipment, you know, well, the, it's the tax code was literally written for fucking entrepreneurs. That's yeah. how you save a lot of money. A lot of employees say they could be making 60 grand a year, but they're paying a lot in taxes. In taxes. Whereas there's a lot of tax incentives for entrepreneurship to where if you only make 45 grand instead of 60, in the end, you're going to have more money in your pocket because of all the tax incentives yeah and you're building something for yourself man yeah and that's what i'm saying like and it's not it's the nice thing about you know owning a business or whatever isn't isn't necessarily the things you sell you know um it's the freedom of being your own boss you know working when you want um if you want to have kids someday you know if you're the owner i mean you're always able to like take the kids to school, pick them up, take them to appointments, do whatever, you know, you're your own boss. I know it's, you know, at some point you're going to have meetings or whatever that you're going to have obligations to, but you know, it's the freedom of, yeah, being your own boss, man. And the thing is with most employees, they're stuck at like a pay rate. Like if they work harder, like they're not going to get paid more. If they work harder, they think they do. But with entrepreneurship, you only get what you fucking put in, dude. If you're slacking, exactly. you ain't going to get there's shit There's done. no, there's no ceiling with entrepreneurship. Yeah, the sky is the million. limit versus, yeah, you go and be a nurse or whatever. I mean, you can only work your way up. So if you went to school, graduated with a nursing degree or whatever, you become an RN, you're making what, 60 to 70 grand a year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to expand off of that, you have to go back to school. 
um, more student loans or whatever. If you're paying it out of pocket, you're paying it out of pocket. You're spending more money on school, um, digging yourself a deeper hole to come out. And let's say you're a nurse practitioner, you're making 120 grand a year. All right. And there's nothing really you can do after that. You can't, you can't, there's always like a ceiling with normal yep. jobs versus entrepreneurship. You know, sky's the limit. You can, you can build what you want as far as you want it to go. Damn right. All right. Anything you want to say to cap this off? I think it's been about 30 minutes or so. Get, let you get going. Um, I don't know, man. If, you know, if you don't, if you don't enjoy what you're doing for a job, man, you're wasting your time. There's so many things you can go out there. You, you got to find what you love doing. And that's why I think like in the Scandinavian Peninsula, um, so Sweden, Norway, Finland, um, it's really cool because what they do is they have this gap between high school and college where kids it's like a standard gap or whatever where kids go out find what they want to do with their life and then they go to school and then they have like training schools for it so you're not getting all these gen ends and shit you don't paying money for education that you don't need right they just you go to school for what you want to pursue as a career what you want to do for the rest of your life because a man you got to work for 40 50 years you got to spend eight hours a day five days a week for 40 50 years you know you gotta you gotta make it something you spend most of your life doing your work so i mean you gotta find something you like and yeah love it uh good 